Our leader for tonight is Lisa. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much, Aslan, for asking me to speak. Um, I came uh, from the East Bay today, and it was quite an adventure getting here in the rain, driving in. Um, but I'm so grateful that I made it, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity to do service. Um, I'm just going to do what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now um, with maybe some sidebars and skipping around. Um, so I came into program in 2012, um, summer of 2012, and um, have been abstinent since um, October of 2012. So I just hit um, six years of abstinence, which is a total, an amazing gift. And I... And I am, uh, when I came in, I was um, over 300 pounds, and I've, um, so I'm down about 130 pounds um, now. And um, for a time in program, that was, I was actually down like 155 pounds, so I'm like 25 pounds up from my lowest weight in program, so I'll talk about that um, as part of my share. Um, I, um, and I have pictures, but I forgot them this morning when I left the house. So, um, if you really are dying to see pictures, I think I have a couple on my phone. You can see them afterwards. Um, so, um, I was, um, obsessed with, I had a food obsession ever since I was a little kid and, um, I'm the youngest of three daughters, um, and my parents, my mom passed away when I was 15, but I think maybe she had our disease. Um, but my dad definitely does not have our disease. He's like one of those people that's like, oh, I just now finished those candies I got two months ago because I just had one every day and it's so rich. And I'm like, I can't relate to you at all, dad. Um, and I think that they, and both my sisters were a normal weight growing up, and I think they and they had this da- this third daughter late in life, and my parents loved us so much, but I think they were just kind of baffled, like, what to do about this youngest kid who just wants to eat everything. Um, so I am so grateful that in this program, I don't have to worry about, like, where this disease came from or why I have it or blah, blah, blah. Like, I, because I, I just don't know. And it's so amazing to me that it just doesn't matter. Um, so I can remember um, lying in bed at night and imagining all the food on the conveyor belt at the grocery store that I was going to buy, all the junk food that I was going to buy when I was grown up and had my own money and my own car to go to the grocery store myself. Um, so I just really had a, a food obsession, um, since I was a little kid and I used to sneak food and have so much shame about it. And I remember like one, are we allowed to say foods in this meeting? Okay. So like one day after school as my actress after school snack, I had a bowl of whipped cream and, um, and then my dad had to like sit me down and talk to me about like nutrition and calories. And, and I was just really embarrassed. I just found it really humiliating. Um, so my parents put me in a commercial diet program from the time I was eight years old. I have a lot of anger about that. And, you know, I, I've really gotten to deal with that in program and just kind of say like, you know, they were doing the best they could. They 
loved me and wanted me to be well. Um, so, um, just a lot of eating, a lot of shame about just being a heavy kid and a heavy teenager and not, you know, having a boyfriend when other girls were getting boyfriends. Cause I just didn't think of myself as attractive in my body and, you know, in elementary school, like always being picked last for dodgeball or whatever. Um, just kind of the life of a, of a heavy kid, which maybe some people in this room can, can identify with. Um, and that was really something like when I started to work the steps, kind of skipping forward and program and started like writing about my history with food and just dredging up some of that pain, just realizing like, Oh, like my identity as like, fat girl like I have I get to let that go like I just get to let go of that and that was like a revelation um so um I um briefly in my early 20s had for the first and really only time in my life some success at um losing weight and I got down to a pretty normal body weight and like I was 22 and I was like felt pretty for the first time in my life and I got started getting attention from men which was like really fun and I had good experiences with that and then it was like like that like I just could not keep it and I remember just thinking like if only I could just pause time and like and then just like eat and then start time again, like, because I just couldn't, I couldn't not eat, and I didn't really understand why not, um, but so, you know, I would go to, like, the, the diet program meetings, and buy a bunch of their diet food, and then, like, that night, I would, like, binge on all that diet food, and eat it all, um, and then, like, you know, and then, like, the next day, like, start, you know, working the, the diet again. So, um, so I quickly gained all that weight back plus more. Um, and I just remember feeling just so demoralized and so ashamed. And um, I was, I'm from Sacramento, but I was, um, had moved to the Bay Area by that time. And I remember, like, writing an email to my sister and being like, okay, I'm going to come home to visit and I'm going to look really different than the last time you saw me. Um, so just as a heads up. Yeah, it was really like I actually hadn't really remembered that until for a long time. So that like makes me feel really sad for for that dear girl who was just, you know, really just doing the best that I could. Um, so anyway, just a lot of shame always about everything um, and not really having any um, close relationships, um, really aside from like my sisters and even them, like I could never talk to them about my weight or my food. Um, and so I, I came to an OA meeting, um, in my mid twenties in Oakland. And actually the speaker that I heard that night is still in the rooms in the East Bay. And I get to see him all the time, which is like, such a cool thing. Um, and I knew immediately that I was in the right place. Like I couldn't believe that people were 
talking about food the way I thought about food. I mean, it was just like I knew I was like whole, I've never experienced this before that there are other people like me. Um, And I was really freaked out about the God thing. I really, um, uh, it wasn't that I didn't believe in God. I had been raised in a really spiritual house and kind of growing up had had like some spiritual experiences and it just like scared the bejesus out of me. Like I was like, I don't know if I can, cause I heard those steps and I'm a very smart person. And so I was like, I don't know if I can do, you know, step three. Of course I'm already like planning out how it's all going to be. Um, so that, um, kept me away for a little while because I, I just had so much fear. Um, and so in the interim, I developed um, anxiety and depression, panic attacks, um, as well as, um, you know, physical, just really my weight kept going up. I was on blood pressure medication, um, my knees, my beautiful knees are still are always just going to be you know, like hobbled, um, and probably headed for a knee replacement, um, at some point in my life. Um, so, um, yeah. And just totally demoralized and ashamed and just like, you know, like it says in our literature, like drawing the drapes and, um, anyway, I've spent long enough on what it was like. So I find, I went to, started going to a therapist, um, and it took me a really long time to talk to her about my food. I think I was with her for like six months or a year before I even like broached that subject. And um, and um, I had talked to her about how I really wanted to go back to OA, even though I was really scared. And I had been, I had moved back to Sacramento in between and had been to a few <coughs> OA meetings there, um, but didn't start to work the program. So... I just was able to just slowly get the courage to just, and I think it was a combination of courage and just like gift of desperation, like just continuing to just hit bottom and being like, okay, this just, I can't do this anymore. Um, So I came in and um, I mean, came back into going to meetings and I started to um, um, share during the newcomer share time and and share like what was really going on with me and to say like I am really scared thank you um I don't know how to ask for help and I hear you all talking about like making phone calls and working with a sponsor and that just sounds so foreign to me um and I started sharing that I um needed a, a sponsor um and um I was just, I think, like, my higher power and my sponsor's higher power just conspired together um, to kind of get us together. And I started working with her. And um, and I remember when I first um, met with her saying, you know, I listen to these OA podcasts and the people say, like, my sponsor told me to eat three meals a day. So I started eating three meals a day. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that just because you tell me what to eat. I don't. And she was like, that's fine. And I wasn't ready to be abstinent yet. I wasn't willing yet. And she said, that's fine. Let's just start working step one. So I started um, answering the questions in the OA workbook. Um, 
and just like answering three questions a week and then coming back to her the next week and reading what I had written and then we would talk about it and talk about what had happened to me that week and um and it only really took me about like three weeks I think before I was like okay I think I'm ready to try you know try a food plan um and that was October 22nd 2012 and I that's still the abstinence that I have today and so my abstinence is um no binging and no sweets um and then as part of my food plan I have some foods that I abstain from um and I eat three meals a day and one snack um I was lucky enough to be able to go to a nutritionist um, a few times and I have like gone back to her at various times um, as like my body has changed and I'm getting, you know, getting a little bit older and encountering new things and, and um, she gave me a food plan um, that I miraculously was like able to stick to and I started like entering the world of like, oh, so when I go to the store, I have to actually figure out like how much I'm going to eat that week and like actually buy that much. And then I'll go to the store again the next week. Cause I would, my, I would always just go to the store and buy like two bags of groceries and then like eat them all in a couple days and then go back to the store, you know, or whatever, mostly junk food. And so it was like, oh, I can actually like plan out my food and figure that out, which was like, it's just one of like many miracles of this program through like starting to work the steps and developing my conception of a higher power and then starting to pray and meditate um, and starting to use the tools. Like I remember that first outreach call I ever made, I was just so scared and the person was so lovely. And um, um, so what do I want to say about working the steps? Um, yeah, I, I like writing although sometimes I have to really like kind of take myself by the hand and make time to do it so the idea of kind of working the steps through like writing my experiences and then like talking to someone about it appealed to me um and I remember as I you know I I knew I was powerless over food I had trouble with the unmanageability part um initially um and then starting in on step two kind of getting into the higher power um my I was I sort of told my sponsor about like some of the like sort of spiritual experiences that I had had throughout my life and that was something that I had really carried a lot of shame over um and and she after she like listened to me and and then when I was done she said yeah you know I think if you keep coming back and you'll hear other people in the room share similar things and it was just like it was such a beautiful moment I feel like my first like few years in program were just a process of like I had intense shame and then like it was met always once I could like just share about it and be honest it was always, always, always met with like this amazing empathy. And my um, therapist, like years before, had said, um, shame cannot survive empathy. And that is what I experience in this program. Like first like about my food and then about spirituality. And, and it's like a, on a daily basis, you know, I mean, I don't feel shame every day actually anymore, which is incredible. But I think just that's such a powerful tool and principle of our program that we just get to be honest um 
And then if people judge us, we get to learn that that's their problem, not ours. Um, so, um, let's see. I think um, I want to talk about what it's like for me today. So, um, so my depression lifted after a couple years in the program. And I had been on antidepressants, and then I worked with my doctor and therapist and my psychiatrist and my sponsor to um, wean off of the antidepressants. And I feel like so much better now than I ever have. Um, the anxiety and panic attacks. So I went through a period like three and four years into recovery where I was like having pretty bad anxiety and people in meetings can attest that like I would come to meetings and like ask for hugs like in my share like will anyone who's willing please give me a hug after the meeting because I physically feel better after I get hugs and that was hard that was kind of embarrassing to do but again met with like total empathy um and so about a year and a half ago a little more um I went back to this nutritionist and she was like yeah, it's it's time for you to eat more because we reviewed like my activity, which had gradually been going up and up and up. And we reviewed, you know, my weight loss history and all my blood work. And she was like, yeah, you you need to eat like an athlete. You need to not eat like someone who's on a diet trying to lose weight. And and then she also said she's like very science based and, and brain chemistry based. And she also said, you know, the thing that's going to improve when you eat enough is going to be your brain chemistry and and that's also the thing that if you keep going down this path and you keep like losing more and more weight it's not going to be your body that starts to have trouble it's going to be your brain so i'm just sharing this as my experience with mental health and mental illness conditions i should say um so i added so i started adding some food to my food plan and actually started i took back some foods that i had given up um, which is not something that I hear, not a story that I hear very often in these rooms, but it's my, that's my story. Um, and so that's why, like, since, you know, whenever that was, like, April of last year, I um, am now up, like, 25 pounds from my lowest weight in program. And, like, I feel better than I ever have. Like, I have not had a panic attack since that time. And my anxiety is just, like, vastly improved. Um, so, like, would I really like to be 25 pounds less than I am? Yeah, I totally would. And it's, like, it's definitely part of my journey in this program and work with my sponsor really a lot on it is, like, when body obsession comes up and, you know, thoughts of, like, oh well, you know, I know, like, my, th my nutritionist wants me to carry a little bit more weight, but maybe if I could just lose 10 pounds, that would be great. Like, it's like, oh, my God, okay, I need to, like, really, like, meditate and pray on this and really work the steps and really just throw myself into program um, and, like, follow directions from my, my outside help. Um, right around that same time that I went through that change with my food and improvement in my mental health um just before that I had met uh, my boyfriend who's my boyfriend now and we just moved in together like three months ago and I mean that's a big part of my story that I felt shame about was just like being like single 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 my whole life um 
And so it kind of felt like um, my higher power was like, you need to take care of your physical and mental health because you're going to have way bigger fish to fry with like dealing with like being in, in relationship, like with this one person and also like with other people in, in my life. And I, at that time also was like working step eight and working step nine. And I don't think any of those things are coincidences. Um, so it's like by really, really deeply, by, by really following directions and by really attending to my physical and emotional and mental health, it's like now I get to be in the world and have this really big life. And like, you know, he and I are starting to talk about like getting married and I just had a couple of operations so that, thank you, so it's five left. Mm-hmm. Um, so that um, hope maybe at some point I can have kids. Um, although my doctors are like, mm, you're pretty old, so we'll see what's gonna happen. And um, I just got a big promotion at work and it's like, life is just getting big. And so I get to be in that. And this morning at like 9.15, I was like, you know, getting into my day at work and, and a fellow called me and I was so glad because I was feeling all frazzled and, um, just like, like just frazzled. I hadn't sent my food email to my sponsor yet, which is just kind of like part of my morning practice that I do every morning. And, and so I like was able to pick up the phone and, and, um, and (coughs) this friend away friend and I just talked to each other about our days. We both had really full days. And, um, and then she was like, wow, isn't that such a gift that we have these like big lives and we get to just do this stuff and and not you know have to like go home and binge eat over it at the end of the day and I was like yeah that's a really really amazing gift um I'm in workout clothes because on Tuesdays and Thursdays I take a circuit training class and it's like this is like an an exercise class. <laughs> it's like hard. Um, and it's kind of amazing. Like I get to just be like, whoa, look at what my body can do. And some stuff I can't do or have to modify or have to, yeah, like modify because of my knees. But um, but like what an amazing gift to be able to like really um, like move my body in ways that feel really joyful. And, um, and now that's like part of my self care. And when we were dealing with the awful smoke, it was like, it was so hard. And at the same time I was able to, I mean, have the gratitude in it for so many things. One of which being like, whoa, isn't it amazing that I crave physical activity? And then I'm bummed out when I can't just like go for a brisk walk, you know, um, or when I like get out, you know, my yoga mat and I'm like, oh, I just need to do some yoga poses. Like I'm not really a yogi. Um, so that's a total gift. Um, so I really have just experienced recovery on all three, the physical, emotional, and spiritual levels. And I, I will often say, and it's true for me today that I feel like the physical is like the least, the least dramatic of the three, even though it's the thing that is like most evident, you know, to, to those who have known me for a long time. Um, so anyway, I am going to stop there and I would love to hear from all of you. And thanks for the opportunity.